1: What's good with it? Happy Tuesday, everyone. Lucky Lefty Podcast, the Anora Boys, are in the building. Brought to you by Anora Whiskey, anorawiskey.com. It is at premium American whiskey, anorawiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you do so.
2: Responsibly.
1: You got to do it responsibly, my man. We got to do it responsibly. Let's talk about what's unacceptable in 2023 for Notre Dame football. Left yesterday, we dug a little bit into the Big Ten's TV deal falling apart and how that helps Notre Dame and its relationship with NBC. And then we talked about cracks in the foundation, the health of the football program when Marcus Freeman took over. And the perception, based upon the history of years with ten plus wins, is that Notre Dame had a very healthy program. But once things got to rolling, Marcus Freeman, you know how it is. Left, you know, new buy- home buyers. If you ever bought a home, you buy a home. It goes through the inspection, it passes the inspection, and then you take ownership, and and all of a sudden you know, two months into it, you're trying to figure out why water's leaking into the basement. That's right. You know, you're trying to figure out, oh, what is this coming through the roof over the garage? And but how in the world did it pass inspection? Well, you know, you're the owner now, so now it's your headache to deal with. And Marcus Freeman found some things that he had to deal with that he didn't expect to deal with in his first year as a head coach. Mm-hmm. And can, Starting with the quarterback room, to be honest, and he's dealt with those things, and you not have to be patient. You don't have to be patient. So we're going to parlay that into what's unacceptable, like right? you know, in in telling Notre Dame fans that patience is needed. We are not forgiving Stanford. We are not forgiving Marshall. That that. That's just unforgivable. You're Notre Dame. Like, that should never happen. But what is unacceptable? What if I told you that you could lose two games, but it could be acceptable? What if I told you that you could lose two games and it'd be unacceptable? We'll talk about that. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Don't forget, we need you guys to really, go over to CFB Nation, tap in. We'll be exclusively on CFB Nation starting in the fall. So we're building up. I think we're over 400 followers now. We keep growing. We need to get that up to over 1,000, 2,000. We really need you guys to lock in for the audio edibles we give you each and every day. So CFB Nation, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, go lock in. Leave us five stars. Leave your comments. Then YouTube, that thumb that goes up, smash that for us. Helps with the views. we respond to all your comments, and we're here because of you, LL Nation. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different.
3: At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to slash blue wire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydehealing.comslash blue wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website
1: Now, indulge us for a moment today because we want to be in order. We come here this morning. This is not a sad occasion. This is a celebration. And we come to celebrate what some call the GOAT. We come to celebrate what some might call Bron. We come to celebrate what others might call him LJ, LBJ. That's right. But to Malik Zaire, we want to give this moment in time for him to correctly eulogize his hero, LeBron James. So without further ado, we turn these services right. over uh, into the hands of Bishop Malik <laughs> Zayi.
2: That, that's a really good welcome. <laughs> First and foremost, <laughs> 31 points in one half. Only somebody as great as LeBron can do it. Unfortunately, in year 20, it's not enough gas in that tank. And he needs a little bit more help. I think the first order of business for the Lakers organization to keep LeBron there is to trade AD. It's time to get rid of AD. We 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 appreciate AD for a lot of the the hype, the fanfare, you know, the 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 games on and off. But in the clutch moments, LeBron cannot count on this. And it's crazy because on the other team, Caldwell Pope. Cadavious Cowell Pope, the same guy who was playing games with an ankle monitor, same guy who was shooting 28% when he played for the Lakers, just so happens to be a really good player when he leaves bronze. So it's just the backstabbing, the overall pressure that this man in year 20 is expected to play. Like he's in year 10. You know, he's playing better than guys that should be taking that next step like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and guys of that nature. But like LeBron said, this was the best team he's probably played with AD and played against with AD in the four years they've been there. I mean, give credit to Denver. They was just hitting everything. I mean, my goodness. It was like any time the Lakers had the momentum, somebody was hitting the crazy shot. I mean, the response to just everything the Lakers gave them. Denver definitely looks like the best team um, this year. I mean, they have in the regular season and they have in the playoffs. And, you know, getting swept in the Western Conference Finals sucks before a team that wasn't even, what they had to fight through the play in, that team people thought they wasn't gonna make it that far. They end up beating the defending champs from last year, real easy and smooth. Put that to bed. LeBron had 40 in, his, in a in a in a great effort, terrible second half, but you know he ran out of gas and he's hurt. So to be able to still put on great performances now, it's just about how can we keep this going so Bronny can get to the league, so LeBron can end on the right way, maybe with another championship, but it's got to start with getting rid of A.D. Austin Reeves played incredible. I wish the last play would have went to him just because he hit that huge three uh, a couple minutes before. But, you know, everybody in the world wanted LeBron to take that last shot. It's crazy for a guy in year 20 to have such high expectations, way higher than any other player, especially Jordan, had at, at that age. I mean, Jordan wasn't playing in the Western Eastern Conference Finals with the Wizards. So, I mean... For a guy to be doing that on a on a foot like that, greatness. However, getting swept sucks. But you know he needs some help. And the team they played was really good. I mean, Jokic, man, that man, that behind the head three with AB in his face. Oh, that was <laughs> can't do nothing about that. So they made a bunch of shots like that. I mean, Jamal Murray had like what thirty and one quarter, like just crazy stuff. Uh. Dennis Schroeder had what 10 points over the four game span, something ridiculous. However, we had Kyrie sitting courtside, waiting to take the throne for next year. We make that happen. We 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 have a different conversation. So LeBron, man, what can you say? Year 20 doing it better than anybody that can expect to be doing it. Just didn't came up short this time.
1: At this time, we're going to ask for the officiates of Crypto Funeral Home to come forth. We're going to ask some, ask for some help, ladies, if you can come get the flowers around in the casket. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to have the last viewing of championship run. Yeah.
2: He's not gonna retire though. don't don't
1: paul bears we ask that you meet us at the hearse <laughs> as we make our way to the cemetery <laughs> it's been a long time coming yeah father time is undefeated
2: yeah right what do you mean he scored 40 in year 20. father Tom is like man we can't do nothing with this guy
1: and we better do to championship lucky lucky podcast that was a beautiful eulogy (laughs) left beautiful beautiful. you know typical pretty figured you would mention Michael Jordan of course I don't know why but we had
2: to beat him to the punch that's all
1: yeah beat him to what punch there's no need to mention they're not even the same class no need to even mention them
2: yeah LeBron's the greatest
1: scorer of all time So he can have that he can have that. He got he that. have that. He All I'm it. saying, and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that 29 and 14 in the series is not good enough for you. That's <laughs> just amazing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that 29 and 14 in today's NBA makes you a bum. Mm. So if you just want to give them away, you can send them to the Bulls. Send them home. Yeah. Send them home. We'll take 29 and 14. You can have Zach Levine if you want them. No, we'll end up taking No, 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 no. Straight up. Send us
2: yeah.
1: A.D. Send us <laughs> A.D. And yeah, we'll, we'll send you Zach Levine. Yeah, right. Right? Zach Levine is from L.A., right? He's from L.A. Straight up part is where you went wrong. No, 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 no. We can send him
2: <laughs> to
1: straight L.A. Up. <laughs> you know. We'll send you Patrick Williams along with uh, Zach
2: Levine. You just send A.D. right to Chicago. Oh, man. A.D. We'll, it's all good. 80 doesn't want no type of pressure, no expectations, you know. Hey.
1: So. Hey. It is what it is. Lucky Lefty Podcast, bro. But we wanted to give Malik a moment to eulogize his guy, take him out the right way. You know, we, we appreciate the 20 years. Uh, I told people on the
2: Hold on. It froze. I think he froze for a second. But, you know, LeBron James is just – it's funny because people are going to appreciate so much more once once he's done. You know, once LeBron James is done, we're going to be like, man, in year 20, he had 40 points in the Western Conference Finals on a team that he needed help on that's that's what you want to see you know and lebron james is is who he is and it's gonna be even greater once he's done i think he's gonna carry a greater legacy once he's done because if you think about it if you think about it lebron james is at year 38 of his life so which means that anybody that gets to year 38 and is not averaging is not getting to the same point with their team, that's going to be the new level of measurement right there. At year 38, what are you doing compared to these numbers? Are you getting the greatest score of all time? Are you you in the uh, finals enough? Are you competing for championships in year 38? Because there's not many guys, if any, are competing for championships in year 38. So for all the haters out there, it's okay. It's okay because once this is over, this great ride of 23 years potentially of LeBron James, just like Tom Brady in a couple, five, five years from now, we're going to miss. We're going to miss this greatness because you're going to be stuck with inconsistent KD, non skilled Giannis, out of shape MB, you know. The, the league, what is the league going to be taken over by foreign players? Is it going to be a Luka and Joe Kitts show? International basketball, face of basketball for the next years? Steph got to figure out what he going to do in Golden State. So the league's just super inconsistent. The only solid foundational player is LeBron James. And once that's over, what's gonna who are you going to lean on next? Who's going to be the talking point in the NBA next? Kevin Durant don't like the media. Jason Tatum. Don't say much to the media. He's humbly the best player, whatever that means. When Ben-Yaya, we're going to see that. But who is who, who are you going to talk about in the NBA? Half the league is is on this new generation stuff where they don't like talking and like the media and like being the face of the league. So who, who are you going to depend on? That's all I'm saying. Kawhi? Kawhi only played 13 games a season. Who are you going to watch on a day-to-day? going are you gonna look at the news for when it comes to NBA basketball once LeBron James has done who who the Bulls do you be watching more Bulls games will you be watching the Bucks games Pat Connington who you gonna, I know you're not gonna watch any Denver games moving forward so, what are you gonna watch? Jalen Green in Houston? So, so I just want everybody to know what they're about to be crossing over into once LeBron James is done. Lack of consistent news, entertainment, expectation. Yeah, there's good basketball that's played, but who you really want to watch? Who you who you getting up? After work for to watch NBA during the season. Who, who a Bucks and, 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 and Denver game? Who the players you're looking for? I'm turning the channel. I'm going to watch some rewatch on NFL Network or something. Because that'll be more entertaining on a day to day. Because Kevin Durant gonna give you 41 night, 15 the next, lose a game he shouldn't. Talk stuff about the parlays. What superstars you going to be watching, Steph? I mean, other than that, you're going to be watching young dudes. Like the Magic. Like Zion, if he can ever stay healthy. Half of these dudes that are young superstars can't even stay healthy. Zion can't stay healthy. John Morant can't stay on the court. So, yeah, I know it's high-high it's now. Because LeBron James is out. But I tell you what, you're not going to be watching AD once LeBron James is done. You're going to be like, man, AD going to come across my my TV every every now and again. Okay, I know he's going to give me inconsistent performance. We're going to watch Dane. We're going to watch shy Gilchrist. Who are the superstars you're going to pay attention to once LeBron James is done? Half of them are on low management. Paul George is, is here now and every – I mean, we, what are we talking about? So appreciate the greatness in which you worship. Because once it's gone, y'all not going to watch the NBA like that? Because who are you going to watch on a consistent basis? Who's going to give you that entertainment factor, that face of the league? uh, Devin Booker? Who? Because the league right now, superstars, these superstars are not worth watching all the time. So thank you, Bron James, for Making the fan base of the NBA so strong, just like Tiger Woods in golf. Once Tiger was, was, wasn't was playing, people wasn't watching the PGA like that. When Tiger stopped winning all that, that had that hype when he was winning every tournament and doing all these crazy, people, once he stopped, people weren't watching the PGA like that. But when Tiger came back, guess what happened? The PGA went just like this on TV ratings. I'm not saying the PGA isn't good watching now, but I'm just saying when Tiger Woods was at his height, people was watching the PGA for Tiger Woods, and that's a fact. Just like the NBA, people watch for LeBron James. Facts. That's why everybody was hoping from some miracle that the Lakers could come back and win because nobody wants to watch a Denver-Miami series. That's a fact. That's a fact. And they both great teams. I like Jimmy Butler. I like Jokic. The NBA would be fine, yes. But would the NBA be worth watching without LeBron James on a consistent basis? That's the question. That's the question. That's the question. you going to have a hard time watching these low management players. Zion playing 13 games a season. Kawhi playing twenty two. It's just gonna look like a circus—a bunch of half court shots by Stephen Trey, Stephen Trey Young, just shooting half court. That's what y'all gonna get in the future. You ain't gonna be seeing no drive to the lane, dunking, best driver of basketball. You'll see Giannis traveling, James Harden out of shape, Embiid out of shape. Out of gas by the playoffs. What you gonna get a Jamal Murray jersey? He plays good. What you would you you go you gonna rock a Jamal Murray, a Murray jersey moving forward? Okay, then y'all let me know. You done? I'm just saying. You done what, you a, a Zach Levine jersey after LeBron's done.
1: There's your guy, your eulogy. However you want to go with it, I only have one major problem with what you said. LeBron James does not even come close to the cultural impact on the sport at Tiger Woods. That's blasphemous. What that's blasphemous basketball is considered very much a multicultural sport. Yes, if you want to compare what he did in basketball to a sport that had little to no representation at I'm saying, all? I'm saying, entertainment. Are you in? No, no,
2: no, 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 he's not even close. It's not even close. So the TV ratings didn't go it's up, it's not even close. Did the TV ratings not it's go not even
1: The impact is not even close. We're not debating that. We're, we're not debating that. From a so ratings standpoint, first, first of all, from a dominance standpoint, we're not even – no. We're not LeBron even – the
2: went to the finals nine
1: years in a row. What do you mean? Wait a minute. Tiger was winning, though. We're <laughs> talking about going. Tiger was winning. For those nine years. His LeBron dominance was, was based the- upon winning. He was LeBron winning. Won.
2: LeBron got four rings. What do you mean?
1: Okay. In those
2: nine years, how many LeBron times? To the how many finals?
1: times did LeBron go back to back?
2: Back to back. What finals?
1: How many times he did he in? win championships back to back? Once. Okay. He did it once.
2: We're saying the. Hey, wait, anyway, wait. He did
1: it once. You're talking about a dude that dominated golf and held every major trophy. <laughs> In a calendar year. LeBron had the greatest score of all time. Man, look. What? Oh, it's the truth. Look, I'm telling you, that was the only place in your diatribe where you went left a little bit. <laughs> you just went left a little bit. And I'm just trying to show you that, hey, that's apples to oranges. Like, I understand that what you're trying to make, <laughs> but that was too... That for... That for the phenomenon that was Tiger Woods—that's a whole, that's a whole different beast, my brother. That's I'm an entirely
2: different beast. Just saying, James. Nobody has ever been at the height of LeBron James's okay. career okay. and exceeded expectations. Of okay. course, Tiger Woods is a phenomenon, but people forget. Fifteen years old, he was hey. called the chosen one.
1: Cheers, man. Lucky Lefty Podcast. $90 million so contract with
2: Nike at of high school?
1: We're going to use the, the motivation of LeBron James, which I respect this, after he took that broom last night. The media tried to give him an out. And respect, dude, this was the most respectful thing he said all night. He said, dude, ain't nobody happy about getting to the what, conference finals? Like dude, I, I've been doing this. No, this ain't a successful season. That was the best thing he said all night. That was the most honest. And and while everybody else is trying to cap and make excuses, he sat there and said, no, this ain't acceptable. Which leads us to what is acceptable for Notre Dame football. Thank you, LeBron, for inspiring the topic today. I have tons of respect. But you sitting there in front of the media when they tried to give you outs, give you excuses, and you flat out said, no, nah, this ain't it. This ain't enough. I don't get up and do all that work in the off season to end my season here. But this, this is not what I'm doing. So we're going to give you five things that are unacceptable. I think we found five. How many did you find, left? Unacceptable things in 2023.
2: I got about five.
1: Okay. Let me give you my first one. If Notre Dame does not have a wide receiver with at least 50 receptions, it's unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> it's, un- it's unacceptable. I don't because care. They go to the- Hartman,
2: though, because Dude, Hartman, though.
1: that's unacceptable. Yes. If you can't have, forget yardage, if you can't have 50 receptions in that wide receiver room, I don't know what we're talking about. What are we doing? What are we doing? Because you can't use the quarterback position as an excuse anymore. No. It was valid last year. Oh, it was yes. valid. Right? We can be honest. We can be honest. Our boy Mr. Release Packages himself should have had minimum six touchdowns. Brayden mm. Lindsey should have had at least six touchdowns last year. Six? Cause what he did against South Carolina, he was doing pretty much every game. He was open once or twice every game, B. Just couldn't get the ball to him.
2: I can do it. What about you? Well, one of my first ones was that we should definitely have one of a, our linemen be a first round lineman. Hopefully, two. I think Joe and Blake Fisher will prove this year. Uh, because of who we have at quarterback and and the type of things we're trying to do on offense, which I think would be pretty balanced, that we should have two first-round offensive linemen this year, which would make us in position to my second point that we have to – it's unacceptable to not be a top-10 offense this year. I think if you think about everything included from our passing game, to be stronger with a guy that's veteran enough to really have a – A better or the best career he's a best season he's had his whole career at a place where everything is supercharged. Receiver room is better, O line is better, the running game is better. The running game was good before you got here; it's still good. So that's only going to add to the stress of a defense, which will open up the pass game. We basically put a battery in our back to no doubtedly be a top ten. Scoring offense this year, because what where what, what are we lacking at this point? We got the receivers. We got the running backs. We got the linemen. Uh, the coaching is is, is is not a new coaching staff. It's a staff that's been there, staff that knows what we need to do better. Year two of a Marcus Freeman team with a defense that's better. So it's just no excuse for us not to be in the top ten. Scoring. Scoring.
1: How do you how do you feel like the new clock rules are going to impact that? Cuz you know, first down, clock stops, in college football, that changes. Now, so probably less time, less possessions in games. How impactful is that going to be on scoring and offenses?
2: Well, it's huge because uh when you think about the finishes of college football, a lot of it is based off of the first down and stopping the clock and getting time to dial a play, so moving the game faster in that aspect uh, changes a lot from the the speed of play in which you need to be right. You know, you need to have your calls together, and for a guy like Jared Parker, uh, who's taking the right steps of having the 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 step back approach from uh, the team and being more the voice of reason of Just giving plays and being off, I think he can focus better in in that uh, clock new system. So it's kind of like NFL um, where you got to be on your time management. I think it's going to be great for Sam to show that level of expertise when the chips are getting down. We got to clock things. We got to get out of bounds. We got to do different things on that nature. But having a veteran quarterback, it shouldn't impact us too much.
1: Lucky Lefty Podcast, talking about unacceptables for the 2023 season. Lucky Lefty, Malik Zaire, Sean Davis, the Enora boys are in the building. Yo, if Notre Dame does not have a top 15 red zone defense, it's unacceptable. Because they were awful in the red zone defensively last year. And you know what was crazy, left? You watch like these red zone sequences; they would make a play on second down. They would it's, get a tackle. Uh,
2: yeah. they
1: would get a tackle for loss on second down or first down, and then all of a sudden, can't get blown, off, the field. can't get off the field, blown coverage, penalty, every time, every time. It's like the red zone defense has to make a dramatic one hundred and eighty degree turn and change this season. Anything else would be uncivilized, as the old Spice commercial used to say. That's right. You can't have it. That's unacceptable. You know what else is unacceptable to me? Not seeing the youngsters at the linebacker position in 2023. Yeah, insane. That That's unacceptable. Now, I'm not the coach. I'm not there at every practice. But come on, man. Come on. Like, you can't spend and sell to people that cover Notre Dame how talented these guys are. But then when the time comes, the players that we watch be inconsistent continue to be placed in front of them. Eventually, the equation doesn't add up. Because eventually, (laughs) either you're not going based upon performance and practice, or the young players are not as good as you're trying to lead us to believe. Something has to change in that aspect. Anything else would be unacceptable. Is two losses unacceptable this year, man?
2: Um, it's definitely possible. Um, but I think that's where the, the crux of where everything – comes from Marcus Freeman is staying above that nine game win total. Those three games are huge games. I think they're a testament to the type of team we'll have this year. But that's all speaking to us being and reaching our potential and winning those nine games, undoubtedly. Um, I think there'll obviously be some hiccups throughout the season of some of these games being closer than they should. But we should have the experience and maturity of a Sam Hartman of a of an experienced secondary of a of a pretty general um experienced team that we should win these close ones. You know, especially teams are more talented than nine of those nine of the games we have. I think we're more talented as a roster. So that's why I, would, I know we should win nine for sure. The last three I think is where where the quarterback significance is going to take a a part, and competitively we really have a chance in that aspect over Ohio State and Clemson. So I think those are two wild card games that, you know, maybe it's about the point in the season in which we catch them, where they catch us, Mm -hmm. you know, so – we're known for being a team that's great in November. Great. And, hell, a little bit of October, too. But the second half, that second uh, half of the season, we usually end up turning up. So, uh, Clemson falls into that. USC falls into that. So, it it, it definitely gives us a little bit of uh, that Ohio State game. is placed right where we usually come from take off after that game Mm -hmm. or we're still sleep during that game. But usually around that fourth, fifth game where we either, we start waking up, but I think the first three games, how they set up should be good enough for us to, to, to spread our wings a little bit, you know, get some confidence in there, score a lot of points, get a lot of guys reps Because that fourth game should be the turning point for us to start. Uh, gearing up to be an intimidating factor in the season. Not having
1: a better pass defense than last year is unacceptable to me. You solidified and added depth to the safety position. Dude, the cornerbacks, I mean, what else are we going to say? It's going to come down to health for Cam Hart. It's always about health for Cam Hart. Benjamin Morrison, Jaden Mickey. You have the two freshmen coming in that are going to be impactful. <laughs> There's no excuse for Notre Dame, who had a pretty decent pass defense last year. I fully expect Notre Dame to jump into the top 10 and pass defenses. I would be disappointed if they didn't, if they didn't do that this year.